Welcome to the Words of Heart podcast. In this episode, we dive into a topic or story pertaining to mental health. This episode is accompanied with video and audio. However you choose to listen to this episode, sit back, relax, open your hearts and minds. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Words of Heart podcast. I'm your host, Dion Sanchez, and joining me in this episode is Linda Bajork. First off, your last name is pretty cool. Thank you. <laughs> I never heard of that last name until I met you, so thank you for joining me today, Linda. Well, thank you, Dion. I'm so happy to be here. And my last name, which is pronounced Bjork, is actually Swedish, and it is a birch tree, which is kind of cool. So that's, oh. that's what it means if you were to translate it. Uh, excellent. And I love trees in nature, Bjork. Did I say that right? I'm trying to make sure I don't mess it up. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Linda works just fine. Um, well, Linda. Okay. Gotcha. Um, well, Linda, um, we can talk about nature, I'm sure, all day long, but that's not the reason you're here. Um, if you could kick us off by sharing with my audience a bit about yourself, that would be great. Oh, absolutely. So, like you mentioned, my name is Linda Bjork, and I am an author. I am a podcast host like yourself. My podcast is called Linda's Corner, and I am also the founder of a nonprofit called Hope for Healing. And at Hope for Healing, we offer free tools and resources to help people become their best selves. And that includes being more happy, being able to manage their stress, being able to overcome things like depression and anxiety, being able to build their confidence and self-esteem. And I can't remember if I already mentioned stress management, but that's also something that we want to make sure that we cover. Awesome. Um, speaking of stress management, um, stress does have a way of in 
not enveloping, yeah, enveloping and or consuming us in our daily lives. And considering um, we're still in the pandemic, um, about to be probably three years um, of this, um, how do you feel people have adapted at this point with everything that's going on with that? What an excellent question. And I would have to say, it depends. I have seen so many people adapt beautifully. I have seen people and individuals and companies be able to say, oh, okay, we have to make a change. And so let's work and find a way to make this be successful and to move forward. And I have seen other people who are just enveloped in fear and they have a hard time moving forward and they have a hard time being able to see beyond this. And it is debilitating if we allow that to take over. And so part of what we want to be able to do is to learn how to be resilient. And can I explain just a little bit about stress and, and what that does for us and, and how it affects our bodies? Yes, absolutely, yes. Thank you. So some people are not aware that stress is actually, that stress response is designed to help us. And so our bodies are amazing. They have this wonderful ability to take care of so many things that we don't even have to think about. Like, I don't have to think about breathing. My body just does it all by itself. I don't have to think about pumping my heart. It does it all by itself. I don't have to think about digesting food. I don't have to think about my body healing or trying to fight disease. I don't have to worry about it. It does it by itself. And that's called our autonomic nervous system. And it has all these features in here where it takes care of things by itself. And it has a couple different branches. The one that's the, the normal, we call it the rest and digest or parasympathetic dominant. And then there's another kind of a turbo boost mode. And that is called the fight or flight, or it's the sympathetic dominant mode. And when we're in that rest and digest, they call that the relaxation response when it kind of flips that switch. And the stress response is when it flips over into that fight or flight mode. Now, this turbo boost mode is to help us to be able to get out of immediate danger. And our bodies are designed to kind of be able to focus and to take care of the problem. Say there's a, a tiger chasing you and we got to get away right now. And so when we're dealing with this kind of thing, the body says, I want to divert all my energy into getting away from that tiger. And so how it does this turbo boost mode is it turns off or turns down a lot of the other systems. For example, your digestive system, let's turn that off or turn it down. Your immune system, let's turn that off or turn it down. Your reproductive system, turn it off or turn it down. And it does this with a whole bunch of different systems and says, all right, right now, the only thing that matters is we gotta get away from this tiger. And once we're away from the tiger, then we can switch back into that rest and digest mode, turn everything back on and we'll be fine. Now, the problem is when we stay stuck in that fight or flight mode, in that stress response, our bodies actually physically, mentally, and emotionally fall apart because we cannot function for a long amount of time without a functioning digestive system and an immune system. And if you may have noticed, Dion, that there are so many people struggling with food issues, maybe it's irritable bowel, or maybe it's gluten sensitivities or issues, 
our bodies cannot function if we do not have our digestive system functioning properly. Also, we get more sick and we stay sick longer and our body is not able to heal itself when it has a problem if we are stuck in that fight or flight mode. And so this is a beautiful system designed to help us, but if we stay stuck in that fight or flight mode, then we literally fall apart. And so what we need to learn how to do is, first of all, don't be afraid of stress. It happens and there's a purpose, but to be able to get out of it and to be able to get back into that relaxation response. And there are a couple things that we can do when we find ourselves feeling stressed to help relax that stress. And one of them is as the way that we breathe. When we're stressed, one of the fastest ways to flip on that stress response comes so naturally, it's a gasp, an intake of breath like this. <gasps> I mean, how many times if you've had something, we do that. Our body is reflexively taking in oxygen so we can run away from that tiger and it's going to hold it there for you. So what we need to do, if there isn't actually a tiger, one way to help flip it back is actually to exhale slowly. And that can help switch it back into the rest and digest. Now, if one simple breath is not enough because you're too, ah, kind of a thing, there's one uh, method called box breathing. And it's, it's you inhale for a count of four, one, two, three, four. And then you hold your breath for a count of four, one, two, three, four. Then you exhale for four, one, two, three, four. And then you hold for four, one, two, three four and you continue that kind of box pattern until you can feel yourself if you pay attention you can start to feel the way that your body is responding if it feels calm and relaxed or if it's feeling uh, frightened or you can feel kind of your heart beating and you can feel sort of maybe sweating or cold hands or something like that and if you pay attention those are some signals to say okay right now my body is in this stress response and it's good for me to turn it back. And so some of the other things that we can do to get into that place of calm and peace is through taking a walk in nature. We started talking a little bit about nature and how Bjork means birch tree. Nature actually helps us to be able to calm down and to relax. And the crazy thing is, obviously the real deal is the best, but there's been a whole bunch of research that says, you know what, if you can't get into nature, maybe I'm in the city, maybe I'm in an office, even if you are just viewing pictures of nature, it can help us to reduce that stress. And if we're listening to sounds of nature, it can help reduce that stress. So that's another tool that's very easy and very accessible. Another thing we can do to help us to calm down is to exercise. If we walk, if we move, if we do things, that can help us to be able to relax. And so there are so many wonderful things we can do to kind of get back in control of ourselves to help flip that switch from the stress response back to the relaxation response. And I have um, a nonprofit, it's called Hope for Healing, and the website is hopeforhealingfoundation.org. And we have lots of those little tips and tricks that you can use to help to be able to calm down when you're feeling stressed. Absolutely. And as far as the fight or flight and our bodies being tuned into that stress, I can relate fully well to that um, tip and or literal um, experience um, from myself 
which I can um, share with you. So in regards to our bodies and our responses and the stress receptors in our brain, they definitely connected with me um, November 2019. Um, for me, my body decided to not have a fight response. Actually, no, that's not the right word. It decided to yeah fight, but not a fight I was prepared to win. Um, I was experiencing symptoms of diabetes, which I had no knowledge of it. If it could have been, I thought it was something that perhaps people much older received. I had no idea what was happening. I was basically a skeleton. Um, skeleton, just, it was just a really scary and depressing time for me. Um, and it was not fun. And my body was not working with me and I wanted it to. So in regards to the exercise and the food intake, um, I had a lack of that prior to being sick and my body falling apart. Um, so I can understand how all of those instances occurred to me have to have to fight for my life, which again, it was just really terrifying. Um, I'm a Christian, so my faith is really important to me. And it was just a really low point. And I felt like by the time I heard the answer to what was happening to me, I wasn't going to be around to hear it. It was yes. that dark and dire of my circumstances. So luckily I'm having this conversation with you. So, hey, I'm still here, clearly. So um, as a result of my diagnosis, which I did get January 2020, which 2020, again, we all have our different opinions and answers in regards to that and many effects due to it. Um, for me, I can't really not like 2020. I wish I could, but I can't because there was a really likely chance I wasn't going to witness 2020. So for me, in regards to how to adapt to this environment of which we're still in as far as the virus, um, I didn't take much effect to it as much because I had to learn to adapt to my own body's environment Absolutely. with this new health diagnosis and new changes and taking better care of my body, what goes into it, health, exercise, all of that had to take precedence over really what was going on in the world. Not that it's any less important because it is important, but for me, I had to take my own self into consideration. Absolutely. So, and I think that's I learned exercise, universal. I learned to budget my food and yes. So um, in I'm regards so to the stress, you're still here. And the body, it definitely does, in fact, intertwine. And I fully understood that while I was going through that. Um, I wouldn't have understood it had we spoke 10 years ago. I mean, I know the body and mind all are connected, but I wouldn't have thought it could have turned against me at all. So, Of course not. Yes. Um, stress, body, heart pumping, sugar intake, which is, in my case, it was really high when I um, was admitted. All of that plays a factor into this lovely world environment we are living in. Absolutely. And I love what you brought up about how 
if this happened, the timing was 2020, when all the rest of the world is dealing with something that was a threat that was very unknown, and, and they weren't sure how it was going to affect them. But just like you mentioned, what you were concerned about was your personal circumstances. And each one of us was really thinking the same thing. It's, this is something new. This is something different. This is something scary. How is it going to affect me? How is it going to affect my future and my loved ones? So every situation that we have becomes personal when we're wondering, how is this going to affect me? And so part of what we want to learn how to do is become resilient so that when things happen, real things, what you experienced and are still experiencing is a very real physical threat. And so when these things happen, how am I going to respond? How do I know that I'm going to be okay, even if the way it turns out is different than I expected? And that's something we want to work on all the time is just how can we be okay and feel that calm and peace? And that, that matters. That's something that we really kind of have to work on from day to day. May I share a, a five-minute morning routine that kind of can help us to be able to get some of that resilience so that when things are scary, we can put ourselves in a, in a better place so that we can handle whatever is coming our way. Yes, please share. Please do. Thank you. So this is a, something that we can do each morning. It only takes about five minutes, and it's M-M-W-W, -W, and it stands for Music, Movement, Words, and Water. So I'll quickly explain what it is that we can do, and then I'll explain why it makes a difference. So for the first M, which is music, it is just to pick a song something that you love, something that makes you want to sing and dance. When you hear it, it just makes you feel good. And that's going to serve as your timer. So most songs last about three and a half, four minutes long. And so while this music is playing, we're going to do the second M, which is movement. And that's to move our body. And it can be just traditional exercises like sit-ups and jumping jacks and push-ups and that sort of thing. Or you can uh, do Tai Chi, or shadow boxing, or stretches, or yoga, or Pilates, or my favorite is just to turn on the music and dance. So that's the M and the M. When your song is done, it's next time to start the W, which is words. And that is you grab a notebook and a pen, and you write down five things that you're grateful for. And then the last W is water. And so you take a, a bottle of water, and you just drink it. And so that's the MMWW, takes less than five minutes and you're on your way. So now I'll explain why these things make a difference. So first of all, as we talk about the first M, which is music, it has been shown through lots and lots of research that music is one of the most powerful ways to influence the way that we feel. And so if you're feeling frustrated and depressed, listening to positive, fun, upbeat music, literally helps change the way that we feel. And there's also been research done that our brain waves tend to synchronize somewhat to the beat of the music. So if we're struggling like, oh man, I don't want to get out of bed. I don't want to face this day. I have no motivation. But you're listening to a positive, fun, upbeat song. It literally helps jumpstart your brain to help moving. So then you can get started. Okay, I can do this day. I can do this. 
So also movement helps to increase our energy level, which is really cool. And so then we have more energy to make it through the day. Now, the, the next M, which is our, oh, I started on M already, that movement. Movement helps us to increase our energy, and it also does some amazing things for the chemistry in our body. It helps to reduce the levels of cortisol, which is that stress hormone that's running through our body, and it increases the levels of the endorphins and those feel-good neurotransmitters that are in our brain. And so it's helping us to feel less stressed. It's helping us to feel more happy. It's increasing our energy. It's improving our health. Another thing that it does is our, our circulatory system, our heart, has a pump, but our lymphatic system that cleans out the toxins in our body doesn't. And so in order to get that moving, we have to move our body. And so it helps to clean us out. And so those things do just amazing. And it also helps to relax our muscle tension and it helps distract us and helps us so that our kind of puts our problems more into perspective. So it does amazing things. Now, the next thing is when we get to the W, that words we're writing in this gratitude journal. I used to think gratitude journals. Yeah, that sounds nice for those happy, fluffy, little Pollyanna people who like to do that sort of thing. But, you know, when you have real problems, obviously it doesn't do anything. But the cool thing is the research shows that it does amazing things for our bodies and for our brains. One thing is they've done fMRI scanners to find out what parts of the brain are stimulated when we're in a state of gratitude. And they found that, among others, it helps to stimulate the prefrontal cortex area, which is where our conscious thought and our decision-making takes place. So when we are in an attitude of gratitude, it helps us to be able to make better decisions. And it also helps us to be more in the present rather than, uh, so we can act rather than react when situations are taking place. They've also found that when we're in a state of gratitude, it improves the neuroplasticity of the brain, which is absolutely critical for any kind of healing, any kind of growth, any kind of change. It helps us to be able to adapt to change. It helps us to become more resilient. It also affects the way that we feel. Uh, some research was done where they took a group of people struggling with severe depression and they said, okay, we want you to just write three things every day that, that went well, three things that you're grateful for. And then they did that every day. And then they checked with them 15 days later to see if it made any difference. And the research showed that 94% had a noticeable improvement in the way that they felt. They started severely depressed, but they had either gone to moderately or mildly depressed. And that was only over a period of 15 days. And so you can imagine that even though it's not going to solve all of your problems, it helps you feel better. And then you're able to better handle your own problems. And again, it's not like I write a couple of things I'm grateful for and woohoo, I'm all better. But if we do that consistently, it changes everything. And then the last thing is about the, the water. That is one of the most uh, underutilized, overlooked resources that we have to help with our mental, physical, and emotional health and well-being. So uh, our brains are about 73% water, and research shows that when we're dehydrated as little as 1%, it starts to negatively affect our mood and our brain function. 
And so when we keep adequately hydrated, it helps, you know, uh, everything to be able to, to function better the way that it's supposed to be. Our brains are electrical and it takes that water to be able to send the signals across. So those simple things, MMWW, music, movement, words, and water, five minutes, and you can do all of those things for your body and your mind and the way that you feel so that you can have a better day. And uh, again, on the website at hopeforhealingfoundation.org, we have a little video, we have free downloadable uh, worksheets so that you can track uh, your progress and things so that, so that we can be happy and we can be resilient because uh, what we do matters. Yes, absolutely. And I love that routine. Um, I think I do some version of that, but my routine is in the shower. Um, when I'm alone, I have my little stereo music. Um, I'm sort of moving, <laughs> um, although I don't recommend it if you don't like dancing in the shower. I do, though. Um, <laughs> um, so I have water falling on me. The music, everything is just in its own little separate area, which is behind me. Um, it's just me and my own little forum of sound and peace and just letting my stress literally wash away pretty much. So I love that water is part, part of the routine. And yes, we do need to stay hydrated. Um, that's a huge factor when you're diabetic as well. Um, because you could be, whoosh, it, it would not be good. So you definitely have to stay hydrated in general. And plus our body's made of water, so we need to recharge it, refuel it. So I couldn't agree more in that respect and your routine. And I'll be sure to um, mention it in the show notes as well. Wonderful. And isn't it wonderful as you're explaining your morning routine, isn't it wonderful that there's more than one right way to do things? And you say, hey, that's a good idea. And here's what I do. It's not, okay, everybody has to do this one thing. No, no, there's flexibility and you can do what works for you. But it really does help if we spend a little bit of time in the morning putting ourselves in a good place and then the whole rest of the day ends up going better. Yes. Well, Linda, um, first of all, I love this conversation. I truly, truly do. Um, we have to get to the icebreaker segment, though, which is also my favorite part as well. Um, luckily, you don't have a bunch of lawnmowers in the background of your house. So hopefully those lawnmowers don't distract me. So we'll start with the icebreaker question which is my favorite one um, and is yet to change. So um, the icebreaker question is, if you had to come up with a title or chapter for where your life is at at this precise moment in time, what would it be? And if you can even explain it, that would be even better. Oh, excellent. Okay, so I'm going to say for this chapter of my life, I am a light bearer. I am someone who holds up the light to be able to, to help other people. You know, when you're in the dark and you don't really know where you're going and it can be kind of scary, when you see the light turn on, it helps you to know where to go. It helps you to feel more peace because it feels like it's not such an unknown and it helps us, uh, I don't know, just to be able to move forward. And that's what I'm all about. 
I love that answer. And I've heard that word. It's going to drive me crazy now. I've heard the word light bear somewhere. I can't pinpoint my finger as to what, but shining a light through the darkness. I just, that is a good message overall. And I admire that that is your title. This would be the part where I share my title. So my title and or chapter um, there's many chapters to me, but this one um, is pretty <laughs> representative of who I am at this precise moment, and that is being a warrior for change. Um, aside from my health diagnosis in the pandemic, which was its change in itself, but I've had to overcome and go through a lot aside from that particular health diagnosis, and it's made me a better person for it. And if anything, it led to this wonderful podcast before you. So being a warrior for change is really symbiotic and represents my own mental health journey and journey as a whole. And it's just a wonderful mantra that I've been led to um, through my diagnosis. So being a warrior for change is the perfect um, way to describe my chapter and or title in it has yet to change, and I think it's pretty concrete as far as who I am right now and moving forward. I love that. Good for you. Way to be a warrior for change, because we all need to be able to, to change in order to improve, right? Absolutely. Uh, Linda, this is the next part, which I enjoy because I laugh but you'll laugh too, I'm sure. So the next part is the icebreaker game. I did not inform you ahead of time, Linda, because it's a fun game and guests don't expect it. So, <laughs> so the icebreaker game is called Song Association. You did mention music as part of the routine, so it is appropriate that this is the game, <laughs> um, <laughs> which you didn't expect, obviously. So how it works is, I give you a word, it can either be in the title or in the lyrics. Although I am gonna change it up in this game, it has to be in the lyrics. Cause people say the title, then they don't start singing. So it has oh. to be in the lyrics. I just, I, 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 I gotta start saying that now. Cause I mean, singing is part of the game. So um, you can either rap it, yodel it, any vocal capacity you have, you sh can use it for this game. It has to be an actual song. You can't make it up. It cannot be a poem. Although I love poems, it cannot be a poem. It cannot be the name of an artist. And you cannot replace the word that I'm going to give you into a song. You can't incorporate it into an actual song and replace it. It does Sheesh, not Dion, work. Like you're that. making this tough. I may have to call so, a friend or <laughs> Ooh, Linda, I haven't even gone to the next part of the rules. So um obviously I give you a word. However, and this is where the laughable moment comes. <laughs> you don't have the luxury of time. Ah, you have 15 seconds from the time I give you the word to sing it, rap it, yodel it, 
I hope you have good listening ears because I've had to repeat the word and it it, it sucks up your time if I have to repeat it. Um, so again, this is a fun game. You'll be surprised how quick our brain receptors decide to turn off in that moment because people have trouble processing simplest of words. So, let me make sure I have my handy dandy timer. Alrighty. Okay, Linda. Are you ready? I don't know. Let's find out. <laughs> okay. So, your first word is heart. Heart. Okay. Don't go breaking my heart. I couldn't if I tried. So Elton John. It doesn't actually sound like that because he sings it better than I do. <laughs> that is a wonderful song. And you got it before the, literally before the second timer went off. So I am impressed. Some people get stumped when it comes to the first word. And I usually have to give an example. But you already have an example, and you did it marvelously. So the second word, hmm, maybe I should change it. I'm just kidding. So the second word, hopefully you do just as good on this one. The second word is words. Words. Okay. Say what you want to say. And let the words fall out. Honestly, I want to see you be brave. Oh, I didn't turn off the timer, but you already nailed it. So, <laughs> okay. All right. So, on to the last one. You're, you're, um, this is the last one. It's only three. You're two for out of three at the moment. So, let's see if you can keep this streak alive. Make sure my sound is good. All right, so the final word is shine. Shine. Oh dear. Oh. Two out of three is pretty good, right? So close. Yes, um, not everybody um, succeeds in this game, which makes it all the more fun. Okay, you can hear me, right? Because the uh -huh. sound is getting a little glitch, not glitchy, but it's being staticky. So luckily, um, you did a wonderful job. Um, I was impressed. Um, Shine, um, <laughs> there's... Some some examples past guests have given was my little sunshine, my only sunshine. Oh, ha, ha, ha. Um, and there is a song called "Shine Your Shine On" or something along those lines by Jesse McCartney. So again, you did wonderful. Your brain did have your back in this moment, so I'm impressed. And we can keep talking about music and how it has the way to help us and heal us, which obviously I love. But unfortunately, 
we're at the end of this wonderful conversation. Linda, first off, thank you so much for appearing on my show. I know we talked back and forth, and I'm very honored to have you be able to appear as soon as I was able to start. So thank you so much. Thank you, Dion. Awesome. So Linda, before we enter into our musical dance party outside of this, um, could you share with my audience how to get in touch with you, your foundation, any links to share before we wrap up here? Yes, absolutely. So I would say the first place to go uh, is the Hope for Healing website, and that is hopeforhealingfoundation.org. And we have so many free resources available uh, that you can download. We have free ebooks and audiobooks and just all sorts of wonderful things. I also have a podcast. It's called Linda's Corner, and you can find that, you know, wherever you're listening to podcasts. And we have a website, and that is lindascornerpodcast.com. And you can find me at social media at Linda's Corner Podcast. Excellent. Linda, um, is your sound doing okay? Because I still am getting static on my end. Um, uh, let me see. Can you still hear me? I can. Okay. Well, let me try. Okay. Um, let's just use the last five seconds to, without my microphone. Okay, um, so if you could share that last tidbit, literally basically sharing your links, that would be great for myself. I'm sh- My audience may have got that, but I couldn't because of the static. So please, okay. if you don't mind, reshape. Not at all. You can find me on social media at Linda's Corner Podcast. Awesome. Well, Linda, thank you also for repeating it. Um, My apologies, audience, if you didn't quite get that. But I'll be sure to mention it in the show notes, just in case. Um, Again, thank you, Linda, for joining me. This was a wonderful conversation. I was laughable, and I love that our routines sort of co-mingle and relate to that as well. So just, again, thank you truly for joining me today. And thank you, Dion. Absolutely, don't go anywhere. Okay, my audience, thank you for joining us on the latest episode of the Words of Our Podcast. If you enjoyed it, if you want to sing, dance, watch this episode, here are the ways to do that. You can find us on Facebook at the Words of Our Podcast. We're also on YouTube and wherever you listen to your podcast, Apple, Spotify, and Google. If you want to get in touch with Linda, be sure to do so. And if you want to get in touch with me on anything or share your five-minute routine, that would be awesome. You can contact me on Instagram at HeartWarrior25 and on Twitter at HeartWarrior24. So stay healthy, stay awesome. Again, thank you for joining me, Linda. If you're on the moon, be sure to share your five-minute galactic routine or any routine for that matter. Again, I want this to reach all regions of the galaxy. But until then, from all of us here on Earth, stay healthy, stay safe, and until next time.